Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the podcast. It is airing it out. Files from Leahy's broadcast booth. I'm John Leahy. Thanks, everyone, for being with us. And uh, we have a very special podcast episode tonight. I'm going to introduce my guest in a moment. Uh, first, I'd like to thank last week's guest for coming on, Jerry Truppiano. Uh, Jerry, of course, the longtime voice of the Boston Red Sox, who uh, has had a very rich history in the industry. Jerry was down in Houston, Texas, uh, starting his career. He's been in Montreal, of course, with the Red Sox, and uh, just a fascinating guy. If you missed that episode, you'd like to uh, listen in, uh, please uh, check it out at our website at LeahyStorytelling.com. That's L-E-A-H-Y Storytelling. Dot com. We have all the episodes that we've done on the podcast right there. You can also uh, leave me a voice message. There's a purple microphone in the lower right-hand corner of the uh, of each page of the website. And uh, also, you can leave a review. You can leave either a written review or a uh, zero to five star review. There's also a blog up there, and there is also a section where there's some videos. So I uh, invite you to check that out at LeahyStorytelling.com. Well, we are taking our podcast on the road. We're talking National Hockey League hockey here on the podcast, and the uh, season is right around the corner. We've talked a lot about college hockey, but we're going to talk NHL hockey. And uh, joining me on the podcast tonight is uh, an old friend who's been with me for many years. Um, We grew up on the same street, as kids, and uh, we shared a lifelong um, passion for hockey. We used to record games into uh, tape recorders, and uh, you're not going to believe that this guy isn't uh, employed in, in hockey somewhere. He's actually a physical therapist uh, over in Randolph, Mass., but you're going to get a lot of uh, fun and enjoyment out of uh, my guest. Uh, Pete Suick is uh, with me, and uh, Pete, very excited to talk some NHL hockey with you. John, it's great to be here. Again, anytime I get to talk hockey, I get um, <laughs> pretty excited. All right. Well, Pete is an expert on the National Hockey League. Uh, Off-air, we talk about it uh, quite a bit. And so we're going to uh, explore the National Hockey League in depth. And we'll start in the Atlantic Division. We'll get right into it. We're going to talk about the Detroit Red Wings first. This is a team that was uh, eight games below 500. They won 32 games last year. The Red Wings uh, seem to be rebuilding under Steve Eiserman. Detroit uh, was a busy team in the offseason. They picked up a guy by the name of Andrew Kopp who comes home. Uh, goaltender Billy Husso was acquired from St. Louis. David Perron, probably the biggest uh, pickup from the Red Wings, uh, for the Red Wings from the St. Louis Blues. They also got uh, Robert Hag from uh, Buffalo. Uh, the outlook, Pete, is pretty bright for the Red Wings. Yes, Jack, you're starting to see Steve Eisenman's blueprints and in, in his plan take fruition. As you know, he was really a primary architect of uh, Tampa's success. And now, you know, the former great Hall of Famer is uh, doing the same thing for his previous team. And I think um, hometown native, Michigan native captain Dylan Larkin is going to get extensive help this year from those veterans that you mentioned. Also, a great uh, check forward, Dominic Kubali came over from Chicago, was a proven 20-goal scorer, along with these great, great second-year kids. uh, Great Swedish forward, Lucas Raymond, and tremendous young German defenseman, Maurice Sider, who those two just, their ceilings are just uh, limitless for the talent those two young kids have. And as you mentioned, Billy Husso um, had a tremendous year for the Blues, who they did, they just did not resign him. And um, I think he's really going to provide stability and that number one goalie that the Wings have been looking for. How big of a signing is David Perron for Detroit? Oh, he's a great veteran, uh, John. A multiple 30-goal, 20-goal scorer all his career. Say he's a great locker room presence, and I think he's going to be a great mentor to some of these young kids. 
All right, Pete, let's take a look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that went uh, to the Stanley Cup final yet again. They lost in the final uh, to Colorado, 51-23-8 last year. Three consecutive finals appearances for the Lightning. Uh, I think the Lightning really need to overcome fatigue and injuries, really, if they want to be successful. Anthony Sorelli and Zach Bogosian uh, are out to start the year, so that's big. Uh, they're expecting a bigger role, hoping for a bigger role from Mikhail Sergachev. And uh, they lost Andre Palat, and uh, they picked up uh, Brandon Hagel last year from Chicago. And Philip Myers also picked up from Nashville. And, of course, they have Andre Vasilevsky back in goal. So the Lightning, uh, you know they're going to be very dangerous. Sure, Vasilevsky is just, the guy's just tremendous. He's a perennial, uh, you know, Vesda candidate. You know, when he's on his game, he, he probably, he's the, he, no question, he's the best in the in the league. And it's a team that defends tremendously well. They have a big mobile defenseman led by great Victor Hedman and big another big kid, Eric Chernak, and the size, mobility. And they also um, have to absorb a loss of uh, Ryan McDonough, who was a tremendous veteran defense and have played a lot of minutes for uh, the Lightning over the years and tremendous defender. But this team, you know, again, health is always a factor, but they, they're going to be a top team in the East, if, if, if not the uh, favorite, John. Absolutely, Pete. Let's take a look at the Florida Panthers. What a year they had last year. 58 wins, 18 losses, and six ties. Uh, Alexander Barkov, a real a star on that Florida team. Uh, Aaron Ekblad as well. They picked up Matthew Kachuk in what was a blockbuster trade. Uh, uh, they sent uh, Huberdeau uh, as part of that trade. That's going to that's gonna, uh, really affect the Panthers, I think. And uh, they lost Claude Giroux also. He left for Ottawa. But, uh, Pete, can the Panthers be better? Well, I, I, Jack, I mean, this tremendously uh, talented team, I think, from, you know, lines one to four. And another a, a big loss, which I think is, is, is the, you don't realize until so you, you see the season unfold, was Mackenzie Weger, who really is a number one pairing defenseman, excellent defender, can add some offense. Um, I think the big question that the Panthers is just really, can they defend well enough? And is their goaltending really elite? Um, that's a big question they have to answer. I don't necessarily think that it is. You know, nevertheless, it's a very talented club who, you know, should be um, in the running nonetheless. How much do you think the loss of Huberdeau will hurt them? Oh, sure. He, he was a number one draft pick. I mean, tr tremendous career in that organization. He probably holds you know multiple scoring records. But I think Kachuk gives them kind of another element to he's a tremendously skilled player and adds that kind of physical um, sandpaper that you really need, especially it's very evident during playoff times. You really need, you can't have enough players like that. And the kid's an elite talent. So I think he's going to do great things for the Panthers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an exciting time for hockey in Florida, to be sure. No doubt. Let's talk about uh, Toronto, a team that uh, won 54 games last year. But Pete, it, the script was the same for the Maple Leafs. A terrific regular season, and then they were unable to get it done in the postseason. Uh, I think the Leafs need short memories of their playoff uh, failures. Uh, their offensive core is back. Of course, you talk about uh, Austin Matthews, one of the greatest talents uh, in the game. Uh, they did lose Jack Campbell, the goaltender to Edmonton. Uh, and uh, there seems to be some questions in goal for Toronto between Matt Murray and uh, and uh, Ilya Samsonov. Uh, but, you know, I think you talk also about a guy like Morgan Riley. I think someone needs to step up and, and compliment his work. But I think the Leafs are going to score a lot of goals. 
Yeah, I've watched a lot of Morgan Bradley over the last few years, and boy, I, I used to think he was just primarily an offensive defenseman. But boy, especially it was evident in that that wonderful, tremendous uh, Tampa series. He he was just a huge factor defensively. I, I was really impressed by his work, and it's really changed my thinking. He's a lot better two-way defenseman than I, I think I initially gave him credit for, and he should be recognized as so. And obviously, Austin Matthews. I mean, what can you say about this kid? He's driven. He's probably the best pure goal scorer in the game today and complimented by his buddy Mitch Marner, another tremendous player. But really, um, ultimately, for any team that's going to have success in the postseason, you have to be able to defend. And as you mentioned, John, goaltending is huge. And, you know, whether, um, you know, Matt Murray can refine his, his game that he was a two-time Stanley Cup winner in Pittsburgh and, you know, Samson, uh, Simsonov, who was kind of, uh, you know, showed flashes in Washington. These two guys are going to have to really step up and give, you know, Toronto uh, some excellent goaltending for them to, you know, want to get past the second rounds. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in Toronto if the Leafs finally get it done? I oh, mean, that, that, well, you want to talk about the most passionate fan base in the NHL. You got to talk about Toronto. Uh, absolutely. A tremendously storied franchise. And, you know, and I think a lot of Canadians will, will agree. I mean, they're kind of the New York Yankees, if you will, of, of, of Canada. Um, I mean, it's just that's a tremendous market. A lot of pressure playing in that market, as I'm sure, you know, the players can attest to. But, um, yeah, it would be just tremendous for that, you know, for, for that province and just the country for the Leafs to really – you know, um, reach the level that, you know, I think they're probably capable of. All right, Pete, let's take a look at the Ottawa Senators. Uh, this is a team that was nine games under 500 last year, 33-42-7. and seven. Uh, Alex Dabrinkat, a nice uh, pickup from Chicago. Cam Talbot will stabilize the goalie position. Uh, Claude Giroux, as we mentioned, he's back with Ottawa. Uh, their top six, very strong. The D might have some issues, though. and uh, But they should be much improved. 90 points is possible, I think, Pete, for this Ottawa team. Yeah, very exciting times ahead in, in, in the capital uh, you know, of, of that great country to the north of us. And you're, you're talking uh, already a great young uh, forward talent pool of, of course, Brady Kachuk, Drake Batherson, and Josh Norris, three excellent um, young forwards, and of course, uh, Thomas Shabbat is kind of your, you know, your, your number one D-man back there. So with those two veterans that you referenced, John, Alex Dabrinkit and, and Giroux, um, it's going to bring some, you know, more firepower to this team. But ultimately, as you as you reference, it's really defending and Kim Talbot hopefully stabilizing that net. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and Giroux is a nice talent. That's a nice pickup for the Senators. Oh, he's incredible. Had a storied career with the Flyers. I think that was a tough decision that, you know, he made to leave because ultimately he was getting up there in years. And, you know, he really wanted a, a chance at the Cup, which, you know, he fell short with the Panthers. But um, that, that's, a, that's a huge addition for Ottawa. They have to be excited about a uh, tremendous veteran and tremendous skill guy like Claude Giroux. All right, Pete, let's go over to Montreal, a team that uh, really kind of bottomed out last year. Strange to see the Canadians uh, not playing well. Montreal won just 22 games last year. Uh, the Canadians uh, acquired Kirby Datch from Chicago, also Sean Monaghan from Calgary, uh, Evgeny uh, Dedanov from Vegas. Carey Price's future seems to be uh, in question. How much longer is Price going to go? Uh, some good pieces in Nick Suzuki, uh, Christian Dvorak, and Cole Caulfield, who had a tremendous collegiate career at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, but, Pete, I think the playoffs are still pretty far away for the Habs. Yeah, I, I think, you know, second-year coach from Monty St. Louis, it's going to be a work in progress, Jack. As you, John, as you mentioned, there's some great young pieces in place and some veterans. That was, that's a great honor for Nick Suzuki. He was an excellent young player to, to wear the C for that storied franchise. 
and I'm going to try to butcher the number one uh, draft pick. Uh, they're really talking about this kid as the can't-miss kid, uh, uh, Jirak uh, Slatofsky, who was a number one overall pick and, you know, tremendous size, has the skill set to really become, you know, possibly, you know, a, a Sidney Crosby or a Connor McDavid for this team, which this franchise has really been lacking that really, you know, marquee superstar for quite so many years. And as you mentioned, Hall of Famer Carey Price has just battled many injuries, and it doesn't sound like that knee surgery. He's really responded well, so you know that that's a big question there. If he's going to resume his career, there's a lot of you know info out there saying it, it could be nearing the end, but you know, let's hope not. Well, uh, you know, Canadians fans have been uh, remarkably patient. You know, the the Montreal hockey the bar is usually set pretty high, but the Canadian fans are going to have to be patient, Pete. Yeah, they're really. If if not, no one's saying this, it's pretty much inferred that it's close to a full rebuild. So hopefully, you know, for those um, you know suffering fans, the last few years up in that great hockey city, that you know things are going to turn around sooner than later. You know, can only be hopeful and optimistic. All right, Pete, let's take a look at the Buffalo Sabres, a team that won 32 games last year, 32, 39, and 11. They signed goaltender Craig Anderson, who spent a lot of time in Ottawa. The offense is led by Jeff Skinner, Alex Tuck, who uh, had a terrific uh, collegiate career as well. Uh, Victor Olofsson also is an important piece for Buffalo. It seems like the Sabres lack uh, veteran leadership. Rasmus Dahlin, though, however, is a, a star on defense. Yeah, he's a tremendous young uh, Swedish uh, defenseman. And you mentioned goaltending. They brought over Eric Comrie from um, the Winnipeg Jets in the offseason. And he is going to be right in the running, probably to be their number one goaltender. But on um, this team, they, they showed a lot, a lot of character in um, playing a system, and they had an excellent, excellent uh, second half, you know, late late in the season. They really turned it on, and Tage Thompson um, had a tremendous goal-scoring year, and another young up, up-and-coming player for them is Dylan Cousins, um, another young kid on the back end, Owen Power, tremendous uh, young defenseman, 19 years old, huge kid, tremendous mobility, and He's really um, looked upon to be like that kind of franchise uh, n- n- number one D-man, D- D- and they could be a, a great pairing possibly with um, Darlene. Well, Jack Eichel, of course, who we'll talk about when he went to Las Vegas, uh, he kind of worked his way out of Buffalo, but the Sabres seem to be uh, recovering without him, and uh, perhaps they'll take that next step. Yeah, it would be nice to see because you talk about a great uh, hockey market. Buffalo too has really been, you know, waiting for a, you know a, a good good Sabres team to kind of take that next step because it is a tremendous hockey market. All right, Pete, let's go uh, to uh, right up the street here with the Boston Bruins. Boy, there's a lot to talk about with the Bruins. Uh, what a, a solid year last year, fifty-one, twenty-six, and five. Jim Montgomery takes over for. Uh, um, Coach Cassidy, who is now out in Las Vegas, uh, that uh, left a few people scratching their heads. But Jim Montgomery has a great, great hockey pedigree. He was a a star player at the University of Maine. He won a national championship collegiately at Denver, and he coached, of course, the Dallas Stars in the NHL. Uh, I think the depth on defense, Pete, is going to be tested right off the bat. McAvoy and Grizzlick are out uh, until Christmas. David Pasternak is in the final year of his deal. Uh, they, uh, re-signing him, I think needs to be a high priority. David Krejci is back from the Czech Republic. Uh, they also get, uh, Patrice Bergeron for another year, Brad Marchand also injured. And, uh, I love Hampus Lindholm. I think he's a, a star on D. So what's your take on the Bruins? Well, starting right from the jump of Hampus Lindholm, you're right, John. He's really going to have to have a, a huge role um, with um, Charlie McAvoy being out, who's going to be a perennial Norris, uh, you know, trophy, uh, 
nominee every year. He's this tremendous two-way defenseman, took huge strides last year, adding to his offensive game. And, you know, Charlie Mack, as he's affectionately called, a tremendous young defenseman. And, uh, you know, Hampus Lindholm is certainly, you know, capable of kind of taking that role until uh, McAvoy gets back in the lineup, along with Matt Grizzly, who is a tremendous skater, plays great with his stick, and, um, you know, he's, he's your top four pairing. Um, you know, again, David Pasanek Passer, as he is affectionately called, is just an elite play. He's a millennial player that probably comes around every 20 years. Easily top 10 player, top five, top seven player in the league. So hopefully they'll get that contract done and there'll be a lot of pressure on him to provide uh, even more offense in, in the absence of uh, the great Brad Marshawn. And obviously having that depth, that strength down uh, center with uh, Krejci, David Krejci coming back and the great Patrice Bergeron, um, you know, that, that's been a hallmark of the Bruins uh, for 12 years with this great uh, veteran core. And um, hopefully um, Jeremy Swayman is ready to assume that mantle of a number one goalie. That will be, you know, a work in process, progress as his career, um, as he ascends throughout the season. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, Swayman seems to be the front runner in goal. Uh, d- does he have uh, enough to get the job and, and keep it? Well, you know, he he was number six uh, in the in the Calder uh, Rookie of the Year voting last year. So he he really has some tremendous assets. Uh, the way he sees the game, plays aggressive at the top of the crease, great great reflexes, and he really has, I think, all the attributes. Um, to, to be a great uh, number one goalie. So we'll just see how things kind of unfold. And, and, and Almach is a very, very capable backup. And, you know, and so I think, you know, someone's going to emerge as the number one goalie, but it, it's a strong tandem. And they, they showed that last year. Absolutely. And I can attest to Swayman's body of work at the University of Maine. He had some great games up there. So uh, counting on big things from him. Let's talk some Metropolitan Division hockey. We're going to move on to the Columbus Blue Jackets right now, Pete. Uh, this is a team that uh, was a game below 500 last year. Uh, the biggest news out of Columbus is picking up Johnny Gaudreau from the Calgary Flames. Uh, a seven-year deal. Uh, Patrick Kane was also extended by four years. Scoring should not be a problem for this Columbus team, Pete. And uh, Elvis Merzlikens, he's coming along very nicely in goal. How do you assess the Blue Jackets? Yeah, I really like Coach Brad Larson. I, mean, I think his blueprint, I would say it's almost kind of inherited from I see a lot of parallels when um, John Tortorella was there. They're a very hard team to play against. They play hard. They're aggressive. A uh, great system team. Um, and as you mentioned, Johnny Hockey, Johnny uh, Gaudreau landed that huge contract. And he is kind of slotted to be on the um, number one line with Patrick Liney, who, again, people forget, is only 24 years old, an elite talent. And there's a young uh, kid named Ken Johnson, who was a first-round uh, pick played at Michigan, is right now slotted to be the number one goalie between those two guys. And also you have second-year player Cole Sillinger, who has a tremendous upside, had a very solid rookie year. And Ohio native uh, Jack Russellick was also a 20-goal scorer last year. So hopefully he continues on his upward, upward trend. And again, you have number one uh, defenseman back there, Zach Wierenski, um, kind of sta- uh, the number one guy back there on D. So I think... Um, Great things ahead. That's a great hockey market out in Columbus, and I think good things are ahead for that that team. All right, Pete. Let's head over to New Jersey now. We'll talk about the New Jersey Devils. Uh, it's been a, it seems like a slow rebuild for New Jersey since 2012, when they appeared in the Stanley Cup Final. 
Devils are coming off a 27-win season. They were 27-46-9. Now, this team is very young. Uh, P.K. Subban just retired. And uh, Jack and Luke Hughes, uh, they're going to be very good uh, in the very near future. But, uh, Pete, it seems like the Devils are continuing to rebuild. Sure. Well, you just, John, you hit, you hit upon the main component right there. You have to think from the back end out, goaltending and defending. Yep. So hopefully they went a long way with signing uh, former Capitals goalie Vitek Vanacek, who really had a solid, I guess, if you will, rookie season for the Capitals. And they really need to have a somebody assume the number one goalie, um, you know, and just be solid. And, and then also adding uh, free agent John Marino, Eastern, Eastern Mass native, uh, very, very good two-way defenseman. Should go a long way to uh, bolstering the decor. And they just have numerous talented. They're a very fast team. Uh, Jack Hughes, I think, is just on the cusp of becoming an elite, elite player in that league. The kid's got all the tools. He's tremendous. Uh, Jesper Bratt, another Swedish kid, had a tremendous season last year. So, um, you know, I think you'd be optimistic for, uh, the, you know, the Devils. They have, they have a lot of pieces there. It's just really they have to defend better and have to get uh, really better consistent goaltending to really be a viable um, competitor. And I should also mention that former Merrimack head coach Mark Dennehy is a high-ranking member of the Devils organization now. So uh, we're certainly rooting for them. Let's head down to Washington, D.C., Pete. We'll take a look at the Washington Capitals. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, uh, of course, a big piece for the Caps. He's optimistic to return. He had hip surgery uh, in the offseason, so it may take him a little bit uh, of time to get back rolling again. The Caps won 44 games last year. Of course, another monster year for Alex Ovechkin, right? What else is new? Uh, they signed Darcy Kemper, too, which was a huge pickup for Washington. Marcus Johansson and uh, Dylan Strom will help the uh, offense. Uh, Pete, I think the Caps are going to be very much in the mix. Yeah, you know, there's kind of a common uh, denominator. I think two teams just come to mind, obviously, uh, our hometown Bruins, Pittsburgh, and Washington. They, they have a kind of an aging core, very, very still productive veterans, but I think that's kind of the uh, common element of those three teams. Um, you mentioned Nick Backstrom. Yes, he had a pretty involved hip surgery. It's still a question whether he's going to resume playing. I've read an article that he is optimistic, but you know, time's going to tell uh, at his age and uh, wear and tear on that body. And, and Washington still possesses some great, you know, TJ Oshie, John Carlson is, is is a monster, tremendous talent, veteran talent on D. Another huge factor will be Tom Wilson recovering from off-season knee surgery. He is probably going to miss at least maybe a couple of months of the season. He is just the you know consummate power forward, tough, tough guy, uh, two-way player, invaluable part of uh, you know Washington's uh, team and, and really their fortunes going forward. So hopefully he's going to recover fine. All right, Pete, let's take a look at the Carolina Hurricanes. This is a team that won 54 games last year. They were 54-20-8. They lost uh, Nico Niederreiter and uh, Tony D'Angelo, who was uh, certainly a controversial player uh, in the offseason. They picked up Max Pacioretty, which is a nice pickup. Uh, first full season for Max Domi in Carolina. Jake Gardner is expected to play. They acquired longtime San Jose Shark Brent Burns. Uh, into the mix. Uh, the uh, This is one of the strongest defensive cores in the National Hockey League. I think for the Hurricanes, Pete, they need to avoid injuries, but there's no reason to think that this Carolina team isn't going to be very, very good again. 
Yeah, they're excellent. Well-balanced from lines one to four. Tremendous D-unit um, anchored by the great Jacob Slavin, who we used to say he's underrated. I don't think he's underrated anymore. He's just a tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous defender. You you mentioned a great veteran pickup in Paul Stastny. And unfortunately, Max uh, Pacioretty tore his Achilles um, in some off-season training. So his return to the lineup, you know, it's, it's not going to be for quite a while. But they still have tremendous young talent, obviously. And, you know, Finn's Teravainen and Aho and the great uh, young Russian kid uh, Svechnikov. So this team is just deep. And let's just not forget another strong uh, call the uh, rookie the first year, Seth Jarvis, who I know uh, Rob the Rindemore is very enamored with. This kid has a very high arc, high um High hockey IQ, not a big kid, but he, he sees the ice well, gets to the net. Uh, he, he's a tremendous young player. So I, I, I fully expect that the Canes to be, if not an Eastern finalist, one of the top two or three teams probably coming out of the East. All right, Pete, let's take a look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, a team that won 46 games last year, 46, 25, and 11. I think for the Penguins, they need to stay healthy. They need consistent depth scoring. They need just more than Crosby and Malkin to put the puck in the net. Uh, Getzel also had a fine year for Pittsburgh last year. He had uh, 40 goals. They need a repeat from goaltender Tristan Jarry. Uh, they pick up Ryan Poling from Montreal. That's a nice pickup. Uh, and the Penguins do not have a playoff series win since 2018. So I think uh, they're getting a little edgy in Pittsburgh, uh, hoping for that Penguin success to come back. Sure. I mean, this has been this, a, a tremendous uh, franchise for so many years. Mike Sullivan, tremendous coach, two-time cup winner. Um, and in the, the grade three, I think that was a great job by Ron Hextall you know, signing those guys because, you know, they're getting out there, but they have still a tremendous amount of hockey left in them. And, you know, Chris Letang and, and, and Malkin and, of course, the, the great Sid the Kid, um, they're still productive players at their age. And as you mentioned, Jake, Jake Getzel, tremendous scorer. Uh, Brian Russ is an excellent, excellent player as well. And But you mentioned, John, a huge, huge key for Pittsburgh, I think, you know, going deep is, uh, is Tristan Jari regaining that form. And he's certainly capable uh, number one goaltender, uh, but I, I think the Penguins' health being a factor, they, they, they're going to be a team in the hunt, no question. Scratch my back with a hacksaw. We have to give uh, credit to Mike Lang, the longtime Penguin announcer. Well, sadly, Mike's in some uh, some sad health, uh, so I hope to, he makes a complete recovery. Uh, Pete, let's stay in Pennsylvania. Let's go over to Philadelphia and talk about the Flyers. Uh, the John Tortorella era has begun in Philadelphia. The Flyers slumped to a 25-win season last year. They were 25-46-11. They have a lot of faith in their goaltender, Carter Hunt. Uh, Cam Atkinson will be in Philadelphia this year. It'll be his first season there. But uh, if you talk to John Tortorella, Pete, he'll tell you that there are issues on and off the ice. There's uh, concerns about the locker room with Tortorella, according to Tortorella, and accountability as well. Um, The power play needs to be better as well. So the Flyers have a way to go. Sure. Uh, You know, John Tortorella, I guess he's kind of a – uh, lightning rod wherever he's in, but you tell you the guy's track record. You, you you can't you can't argue. You know, obviously brought a cup to Tampa in 2004, went to the finals with the Rangers in 2015, took a Columbus team uh, deep a few years ago. Um, so he definitely has a way of doing things. And you know, sometimes players don't respond. Sometimes they can shut him out. But 
Uh, you know, Philly's just been a tremendous hockey market for a long time. A few years ago, they were really on the cusp of going deep into the finals. You know, the loss on veteran players, and a lot of their success is going to still hinge, hinge around Sean Couturier, who's a great, great two-way hockey player. Um, Cam Atkinson, proven goal scorer, is going to hopefully be relied on to really provide a lot of goals. And Tony D'Angelo is a great puck-moving, offensive-minded defenseman who's going to add a lot. And hopefully, Carter Hart will continue with his development to really you know, be a net stabilizer and the number one goalie that every successful team ultimately is going to need. But yeah, I think Philly is, yeah, there's bits and parts. There's a lot of work to do. I, I, I'm not, you know, really, I'll, I'm just being honest. I'm not optimistic that they're going to be a real factor in that division this year. So we'll just see how things kind of unfold under the, you know, the new Tortorella regime. But, you know, we'll, we'll Wish them the best. Yeah, Flyers just beat the Bruins 2-1 uh, to one in Philadelphia last week in uh, the first exhibition game. All right, let's take a look at the New York Rangers, uh, a team that won 52 games last year, 52-24-6. The leadership core should produce uh, uh, quite a bit of offense. Uh, uh, Artemi, uh, Artemi Panarin, uh, Chris Kreider, uh, Adam Fox, Mika Zibanejad, uh, Igor Shosturkin. What a story he was uh, in the playoffs in goal for the Rangers. Uh, they also signed Vincent Trocek. Uh, depth uh, of the playoff run, I think, Pete, will be, de- will be dependent on uh, avoiding injuries to key players. Jack, this is a tremendous, tremendous team. I, I think of the Rangers are on the top four or five teams in the whole league. It starts with excellent coach Gerald Gallant. He's a player's coach. Again, successful track record wherever he's been. Um, you mentioned two of the, uh, the rookies that were lost, uh, excuse me, uh, veteran players in uh, Ryan Strom and Andrew Kopp was, was definitely offset somewhat by the re-signing of uh, uh, signing a free agent, Vincent Trocek. Excellent, excellent top nine uh, two-way centerman. Uh, it's just historian was just phenomenal, and he's the kid's got all the skill. Uh, he, he's going to be a number one in, in a Vesna, you know, finalist every year. His numbers were off the chart. He carried that all the way uh, throughout the playoffs, and you already have the established great, as, as you referenced, great. Chris Kreider, uh, Panarin, uh, Zajenabat. That's a tr- three tremendous hockey players, and it goes on the back end with Adam Fox, who again. It's going to always be in in the uh, Novice Trophy. Uh, great two-way defenseman, moves the puck well. Another kid I was really impressed with, uh, Kendra Miller. Big, big mobile uh, defenseman, great skater. Yeah, Wisconsin kid for University of Wisconsin. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Took huge strides last year. And, of course, I, I've always been a big fan of Jacob Trouba, even when he was you know, with Winnipeg, uh, the newly anointed captain, well-deserved. Um, and also some young kids that are still taking strides. As, uh, Philip Cheadle really came on in, in the playoffs for them in their deep run. Alex Lafreniere, um, again, I think sky's the limit for this kid. Took huge strides to win of course, we still have Capo Caco. So those three young kids uh, still have tremendous upsides. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with this Rangers team from lines one to four. Great defense. Uh, we know fantastic goalie. Great coach. Um, sky's the limit, I think, for the Blue Shirts. I think they're going to, again, could very well come out of the, you know, the East again. And they're certainly a top five or six team in the NHL. All right, Pete, let's finish up the Metropolitan with the New York Islanders, 37, 35, and 10 last year. Kind of a quiet offseason on Long Island. Barry Trotz is gone. It's a contract year for Matthew Barzal, so uh, you got to figure he's uh, motivated. They, but he needs a supporting cast. The defense should be solid. They signed uh, unrestricted free agent uh, Noah Dobson. Uh, how do the Islanders look to you? Well, as you mentioned, right right from the jump is the um, change in coaching from the great Barry Trotz to Lane Larratt stepping as 
is uh, now the head coach. I, I would think some of those defensive hard-to-play-against systems that Barry Trotz uh, installed will remain in the question, I think, with the Isles, too. A big thing last year, obviously, injuries, but they got off to a horrendous start, but really came on, really, the last quarter of the season. They just narrowly missed the playoffs, so I think, like any team, you really can't get off to those slow starts, as we know by usually... If you're not, uh, by, by Thanksgiving, you can fall out of uh, NHL playoff contention. But, yes, Matt Bozell is really the, the, the straw that really stirs the uh, offense for the Isles. And Captain Anders Lee had a great – Anders Lee had a great um, bounce back from ACL surgery last year to score 20-plus goals, a consummate power forward. Um, and, and I think, you know, they have solid goaltending and a good defensive structure. But two other young kids that I think they can get some more offensive. Anthony Bavellier probably had a little down year by his standards. Fast kid, can put the puck in the net. And also another Massachusetts native, Oliver Wallstrom, is certainly capable, I think, of more offense. I think like like to see some more goals from that young um, player. All right, you're listening to Airing It Out, files from Leahy's broadcast booth. John Leahy along with Pete Suick. Uh, as I said from the top, uh, it's hard to believe that this guy is not uh, in a, in an NHL broadcast booth or uh, working in some capacity. This man really knows his hockey, so the content here is a very special. Don't forget to check out the website at LeahyStorytelling.com, and uh, you can check out all the episodes we've done. Let's move over to the Western Conference, Pete. Let's start with the Central Division. Let's start down in Nashville, where the Predators had a 45-win season, 45-30-7. They re-signed Philip Forsberg to an eight-year deal. That's huge. Uh, really, this Nashville team is solid right up and down the roster. UC uh, uh, Saros is a superstar in goal, and uh, Nico Niederreiter has been added. So uh, I expect the Preds uh, to have a solid year. How about you? Absolutely, John. And the Preds' identity, and, and you, I, I watched a number of games last night. I was very impressed how aggressive and hard they play. They're hot on pucks. They're a very physical team. Hot, very hot to play against in, in that tough uh, division. As you mentioned, signing that great veteran, um, he's not that, well, he's 26, 27 years old, Philip Forsberg, tremendous play. He had a 40-goal-plus season last year, as did great veteran player uh, Matt Duchesne, had 40-plus himself. And those two guys, again, are going to be counting on hugely to kind of hopefully repeat that. And as you mentioned, Nino Niederreiter, free agent signing, fits right into that big size, hard-to-play, aggressive. Um, he's, a, he's a great top-nine addition. As you mentioned, uh, the great uh, Finn goaltender, Yusuf Saros, tremendous. I think the Finns, they, they, they grow goaltenders on trees uh, over in Helsinki, I think. It's just, there's just so many great ones over the years. Absolutely, Pete. And, uh, boy, what a great environment they have down there in Nashville to uh, catch a Predator game. I remember going down there with Merrimack. We were down in that Bridgestone Arena. We did a tournament against Alabama-Huntsville. Got to see a Chicago-Nashville game where we were down there. So that, that's uh, fun. Let's head out to the desert, Arizona. Coyotes, 25-50-7. It seems like this team is embroiled in controversy. The new arena out there has been uh, a source of distraction. But uh, as far as the team itself, Pete, they acquire Zach Cassian from Edmonton. They're a young team, flashes of offensive talent. But uh, rising uh, in that uh, Central Division and Western Conference, that's going to be a tall order. Yeah, Jack. I, it, it's funny. I think this 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 franchise has taken steps forward, you know, steps back over the years. And right now, I I, I don't know if you know a full rebuild. It's it's kind of bordering on that. You mentioned the the stadium controversy. They're going to be playing in a five thousand seat stadium for a few years. So you know what that's going to do to obviously revenues and interest. 
you know, remains to be seen. Yeah, Arizona, um, Arizona State, they're going to share that building with ASU. So yes. So that's just to clarify that. Yes, and ASU obviously has been a Division One uh, collegiate program for quite so many years now. So there is a, you know, definitely a growth and in interest in hockey in that region. And let's just hope, um, you know, the Coyotes can kind of, uh, you know, take the steps in the right direction. They always have a, a great young star in Clayton Keller, who uh, received a horrific uh, uh, broken leg injury last year, and let's hope he is on his way to recuperate. He, he's kind of the marquee player in that franchise, as well as uh, uh, Jacob Chikrin, who by his probably standards and, and many other pundits had kind of an offseason, but the kid is tremendous. Again, the, the modern NHL defenseman, huge 6'3", tremendously mobile, great skater, sees the game, great, great offensive defenseman. So th those two guys are kind of the, you know, your Coyotes marquee players, and it's just trying to build and, and draft and, and develop around those two guys. All right, Pete, let's go north to Winnipeg, where the Jets finished 39, 32, and 11. Uh, some question marks around this Winnipeg roster. Rick Bonus uh, replaced Paul Maurice behind the bench last year. The loss of Andrew Kopp uh, affected Mark Shifley, uh, certainly, as uh, they were uh, good and very complimentary together. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, who we saw at UMass Lowell, uh, expected uh, to be a big piece of uh, Winnipeg's success. Uh, do the Jets uh, move on and get better, Pete? Well, let's start, uh, John, with the uh, the coaching change. It's really great. Rick, Rick Bonus, I think, is probably one of commonly held. Yeah, he's one of the nicest guys in the game, and you just hear accolades and praise for this guy. You know, in his late 60s, and there was some question that he might retire from coaching um, after he, you know, voluntarily left uh, Dallas. But that's great to see him um, now as the, the the head guy in Winnipeg. Um, this team has, you know, has a lot of talent. I think their big question is the the D corps. You don't really have an elite. Uh, number one D-man uh, per se, as you mentioned, Connor Hellebuck, tremendous, tremendous Vesna caliber uh, goaltender. He's one of the best in the league. They have, they still have a tremendous amount of talent. Our friend of Mark Shifley. Kyle Connor is just a tremendous, tremendous goal scorer. I think he had like his second 40-goal goal scoring season in a row. The kid's no secret anymore. Tremendous speed, shot. Um, he, he's, he's a heck of a player. And uh, Nick Ehlers, too, to complement that great forward tandem. And he still have the great veteran uh, Blake Wheeler. Um, uh, there as well. So, yeah, I, I think their question mark is, you know, is, the, is their D good enough? They certainly have enough firepower. Um, are they going to be a favorite in this division? I, I, I don't think so. All right, Pete, let's take a look at the Minnesota Wild, a team that won 53 games last year. They were 53-22-7. Uh, they traded Cam Talbot after uh, re-signing Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, Kirill Keprazal uh, is an offensive dynamo. Will the Wilds sustain their success from a year ago? You know, I, I think, John, uh, uh, GM Billy Garrett's in a tremendous, made some tremendous moves with his team. Um, you know, I think one of the big losses, obviously, was Kevin Fiala, great uh, uh, young Swiss forward who had an 80-point-something season with him last year. That's going to be a big loss signing, going to L.A. as a free agent. But this team still has a lot. As you mentioned, Kirill Kaprizov is... He is one of the most dynamic, fun-to-watch players in, in in the league by far. Had over 100 points last year, and another very solid two-way, uh, big physical sentiment. Joel, uh, Joel Erison Eck, uh, tremendous season. And then another young Boston native, uh, Matt Boldy, came on. And again, talk about a, a, a rookie call the cup favorite. This kid has a tremendous skill set. Yeah, we um, saw him at Boston College. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sees the ice, tremendous, great shot, great offensive instincts. You know, I think this kid it could develop into a real, real top player. But again, I think the Wild have a heck of a team, and 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 Billy Garen's just done a tremendous, made some great moves. 
All right, Minnesota, we're expecting solid things out of them. Let's go down to Dallas now. Uh, pretty solid year for the Stars a year ago, 46-30-6. Major questions uh, on some large contracts coming up. Tyler Sagan and uh, Jamie Benn, uh, have they been underachieving? Uh, they lost John uh, Klingsberg to free agency. They signed Will Butcher, who had a great collegiate career at the University of Denver, and Mason uh, Marchment. Uh, interesting, uh, this Dallas team, Pete, could be either very good or they could go the other way. Well, uh, John, what, what really uh, affected the Stars, they got out to a terrible start last year out of the gate, um, and, and they just they almost recovered. They came on strong toward the end of the year, but I think the slow start really impacted their season. So also a, a huge nothing to be uh, um, understated was Pete DeBoer uh, taking over as the, the head coaching. and. Guy has a tremendous track record where he's been, you know, obviously taking the Devils to the Stanley Cup Finals, and I believe it was in 2015, uh, San Jose, uh, Vegas. The guy, he's a tremendous coach. Um, as you mentioned, great veteran holdovers like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, great veteran guys who, you know, still in the prime of their careers, tremendous players. But last year, we kind of saw a shift in the paradigm with uh, uh, Finnish player Rupi Hintz and unsigned uh, 41 goal scorer Jason Robinson really kind of took the reins last year as two excellent up-and-coming players. Uh, a solid off-season signing was a, a physical kid, uh, Mason Marchment, uh, being signed from the Florida Panthers. Um, also, Miro Hiskinen, tremendous, tremendous young uh, Finnish defense and one, one of the top in the league, and it's going to be in uh, Norris discussions for years to come. And then on, also, another great development was American goaltender Jake Ottinger, who took over from the n- number one uh, mantle in the Nets and the kid who had a tremendous season. So Yeah, for I, BU, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. John. I think the Stars have, you know, this tremendous, it's, it's a really solid team from lines one to four. Like every team, maybe you want a little more offense. I think that K People that they defend really well, and I think again the development of uh, Ottinger in, in, in the Nets is just um, I, the excited time in, in in the Lone Star State. I think that Dallas has a heck of a team. All right, let's take a look at the Stanley Cup champs. Colorado, 56 wins. The Avalanche were 56-19-7 last year. They won the Stanley Cup. Uh, but some losses to talk about. They lost uh, Nazem Kadri. They lost Darcy Kemper, as we talked about. Uh, Andre Borakovsky also left in free agency. They did pick up Alexander uh, Georgiev from the Rangers. Kale McCarr, what can we say about him? Uh, formerly of UMass, he played one year out there, and he is an electric player. I don't, John. I don't think there's enough accolades you can say about this kid. You watch him play, and it's just it's just mystifying his anticipation. I, I've never seen a, a defenseman. I mean, I don't. A lot of skaters with his edge work, how he gets to that ten and two position with his skates, and just incredibly just explodes how he sees things. What he had over eighty points last year, yep. and he's a heck of a defender as well. That kind of gets lost in translation. You watch him. He's not a big kid, but with his stick and his positioning, he's a tremendous defender. Um, another huge signing was really could have been there, could have could have been there. Con Smythe when it was Val Natruskin who had a tremendous tremendous uh, playoffs for this team. Big Russian kid that can can skate, play both ways, fill the nets. He, he's a tremendous player. And again, look at the, the remaining cast with Nathan McKinnon. Gabe, Captain Gabe Landeskog and, and Miko Ratnan. And you go right down the line. It's, it's a tremendously talented team. And, you know, Georgiev's going to be, that's an interesting, I mean, many thought he could be a number one goalie in, in you know, in New York as well. So now he's going to have his, 
have his chance uh, as, you know, the, potentially the top guy for the Avs. But uh, obviously this team is just loaded and is a repeat possible, of course. I mean, it's, again, uh, like, like any team, injuries. But, I mean, they're, they're loaded. They, they certainly could repeat. Okay, Pete, let's take a look at the St. Louis Blues, a team that won 46 games last year, 46-30-6. and six. All of a sudden, we wonder, uh, do the Blues have questions in goal? They lost Billy Husso, as we mentioned, to the Red Wings in the offseason. Jordan Bennington remains. Uh, they resigned uh, Robert. They re-signed uh, Robert Thomas and Nick Letty to contract extensions. Uh, they've lost to Colorado two years ago, two years, two straight years in the playoffs, and uh, Vladimir Tarasenko is back, so that's a big help. Uh, how do you break down the Blues? I, I, I've got to say, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Blues fan, and I think it starts from the top. Craig Berube is a tremendous coach, and I think he's a players coach. They seem to res, you know respond to him. He seems to really have uh, you know the pulse of this team. And as you mentioned, those are huge re-signings, and uh, Robert Thomas, and another excellent, excellent young player for the Blues is Jordan Cairo. So both those get kids were signed for, you know, really um, good term and length and, 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 and money. So those, those two players are locked up for, you know, the foreseeable future. Excellent, excellent um, additions to a great, uh, this team is strong from, you know, lines one down through four. They have size, they have skill, they have grit. Big, big uh, decor, too. Um, no questions back there. I, I think they're a real positive thing. Jordan Biddington really refound the net as Huso had a great regular season, but kind of struggled a bit late in the season, especially in the playoffs. And it seems like Jordan Biddington refound that magic and really, you know, established himself as the number one guy. Well, I think the organization was really, I guess, confident letting uh, Billy Huso walk and free agents being signed by the Red Wings. So I, I think the Blues are a tremendous team. And again, I would say a you know, Western Conference final, no, no question. All right, the other team in that division, Pete, another original six team that seems to have fallen on hard times, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, look, it appears as though the Blackhawks' rebuild is in full swing. They lost Alex Dabrinkat, as we mentioned. Uh, the question is, does Patrick Kane get dealt from Chicago? The Hawks won 28 games last year. Uh, does Chicago make a significant improvement this year? Uh, Jack, I, I don't really see that happening. You know, unless they don't really want to come out and admit it, I, I think this organization, you know, this great organization, original 16, best, those red shirts are the best shirts in hockey, storied franchise, and, you know, three cups over the last, what, 15 years. And those two uh, first ballot Hall of Famers in, in, in Jonathan Tazen, uh, uh and Patrick Kane, I, yeah, it, it, are their futures in doubt? And, you know, Jonathan Taze has been very outspoken about the direction of the, you know, this this franchise with, you know, getting a lot of established veterans as, you know, and great young players and Alex Brinkett, who was, you know, Patrick Kane, they, they, they were very close. So I, I really think it's going to be a really, really tough season in the Windy City. And I, I think they don't want to admit it, but if they're not in, in, in a full-blown uh, rebuild, I, 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 I beg to differ. I think they kind of are. All right, Pete, we are going to take a short break. We're going to learn about mitochondrial disease. When we come back, we're going to break down the Pacific Division, and uh, we invite you to stick around for that. You're listening to Airing It Out, files from Leahy's broadcast booth. Stay with us. We are back with the Pacific Division in just a moment. Hello, hockey fans. I'm Dan Rusinowski. Mitochondrial disease is a rare multi-symptom disease characterized by breakdowns in the mitochondria, which are specialized compartments that are present in every cell of the body except red blood cells and are responsible for creating more than 90% of the energy needed by the body to sustain life and support growth. 
a disease most commonly associated with children. Currently, there is no cure, just management of symptoms. Hugs for Mito Incorporated is mitochondrial disease, rare disease advocacy, awareness, fundraising for research trials, and hopefully a cure. To learn more, please visit hugsformito.org. Welcome back to uh, part two of our podcast. Hope you uh, are enjoying the uh, information here, the fountain of information from my buddy Pete Suick. And uh, but when, before we sign off, we'll uh, expound on our longtime relationship here. Pete, let's uh, finish up uh, here with the Pacific Division. And uh, I want to talk about this expansion Seattle Kraken team. Uh, last year, 27, 49, and 6. Uh, boy, they're excited about Matty Beneers out there in Seattle, and uh, with good reason. Shane Wright is also a terrific player. The Seattle team needs to score more, but I think with Beneers in the loop, uh, they are going to do just that. Andre Borakovsky comes over from Colorado. That's a big pickup. Uh, I think the goaltending needs to improve out there in Seattle. Uh, Philip Rubauer struggled in net. Uh, they did not qualify for the playoffs last, last year. So do the Kraken make uh, significant improvements? I, I think they will, uh, John. Um, obviously, they didn't have the, I guess, the storybook uh, uh, initial franchise uh, season as the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights did a few years ago. But it's a great hockey market out there. Obviously, they did their research. The WHL has been prevalent out there for a long, long, long time, and it's a great building. It seemed, you know, the fan enthusiasm, you know, for the first year, you know, was great. So. Let's see what's in store for our second-year coach, Dave Haxall. As you mentioned, Matty Benias. I watched his for nine games. That kid is exciting. Boy, what a, what a, what a, what a skill set. So fans are really going to be excited watching that kid for years to come. You, you mentioned Andrew Barakowski. You know, still in his prime. A great offensive player. Came over as a free agent from Colorado. Another excellent player, a Norwegian, Oliver Borkstrand, had uh, two or three 20-goal seasons for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's certainly going to provide um, a lot of goal scoring. But again... You don't go far in the NHL without, again, goaltending and defending. Have to be able to defend. Group Hauer is a, is a quality goalie. The guy was under siege last year. You know, I guess, as you know, the Kraken to defend really well. He saw a ton of shots. So, um, obviously, we, they really have to approve from the, um, the back end out. But I, I think with some additions and, and just being the second year in the league, familiarity, I, I think they're going to um, improve upon their, their, their first year. All right, let's go out to Las Vegas. Bruce Cassidy now the coach of the Golden Knights. Uh, a 43-win season for Vegas a year ago, 43-31-8. Uh, Cassidy must develop relationships uh, with Vegas early. Uh, they expect a deep playoff run. Biggest question mark is in goal. I think uh, Robin Leonard is out for the season. Uh, he had double hip surgery. Jack Eichel needs to also return from uh, neck surgery. So uh, Phil Kessel also uh, comes to Vegas. So... Uh, you know, nothing short of a Stanley Cup final will satisfy the Golden Knights, Pete. Yeah, sure, John. They, they really, I mean, it, it, it was, you talk about a, a Hollywood story as a, as a you know, a French uh, a, a expansion team joining the league in 2018, went to the Stanley Cup finals, and that set the bar pretty high, and they've been a very competitive right from the jump um you know injuries last year kind of you know decimated them and they just missed out on the playoffs 
But, you know, Bruce Cassidy, great track record, six uh, really successful years. The Bruins will bring his uh, style to Vegas. And I think a, a fully healed Jack Eichel uh, over the, the course of this season, you're going to just see what an elite talent that, that this kid is. Phil, Phil Kessel, a tremendous, tremendous career. Still has some hockey left in him. That was a great signing. You know, Mark Stone's going to be recovering from back surgery. Obviously, he's a super, super key uh, player to this team's success. Uh, excellent, excellent player. Um, another guy I'm a big, huge fan of, and he's an unsigned uh, right now, is Nick Hogg. Hey, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Huge kid, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Tremendous skater, um, you know, in that decor, which is still, you know, very good. So, um, I, you know, I, in the, you mentioned the goal. I, Logan Thompson, you know, had a, a brief uh, debut late in the season. You know, played pretty well. Anyway, can, can he be a number one goalie? Well, he might have to. But I think if some, um, so again, the injury bug, it doesn't bite Vegas again. And, you know, I think um, that they're going to have a really good season. All right, let's go out to San Jose. David Quinn, the new head coach of the San Jose Sharks. Of course, uh, in Hockey East, we remember David with his work for Boston University. He also uh, had the head job with the New York Rangers for a bit. Sharks were five game, five games below 500 a year ago, 32-37 and 13. Uh, uh, 32, 37, and 13, I beg your pardon. This team has, seems to have a clear vision under new GM uh, Mike Greer. Uh, good depth out in San Jose. The defense is aging. Uh, Brent Burns will be missed. Uh, they allowed the 12th most goals in the National Hockey League last year. Uh, goaltending, perhaps a question mark in San Jose. The, the Sharks uh, desperately looking to turn that corner. A franchise very hungry for a Stanley Cup. They got the, the finals once, lost to Pittsburgh. Uh, is this the year the Sharks make uh, big waves? Well, that remains to be seen, John. I mean, it's been a tremendous franchise since they've had a strong run for a long time, as you mentioned. Deep runs in the playoffs, great veteran players, and now led by Captain Logan Couture, who's just had a tremendous career. Um, and another big question, Mark, is uh, the uh, Swiss power forward, Timo Meyer. Are they going to re uh, resign him to a long-term contract? They should because the kid's a tremendous player, great goal scorer. Uh, as you mentioned, now the new brain trust is the BU connection with uh, Mike Greer and, and, and David Quinn. Um, they picked up a good top-nine player, uh, Luke uh, Kunin, as a uh, free agent signing from Nashville. He should provide some good uh, two-way top-nine uh, player at forward. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the question in goal still is Kapo Kakinen is, uh, came out from Minnesota. Is he good enough to be a number one uh, goaltender in questions on D? So I, I think San Jose will be better this year. Um, I, I, will, they be, will they make the playoffs? Uh, that remains to be seen. All right, let's stay in California. Let's look at the Los Angeles Kings, a team that won 43 games last year. The Kings were 43-31-8. Uh, Pete, this is a team on the rise. Drew Doughty logged uh, high minutes uh, last year. He's the big quarterback on the power play. Uh, Quinton Byfield and Alex Turcotte are top five picks. Kevin Fiala was a nice add. Uh, the Kings could have trouble uh, keeping pace uh, in the offensive zone because of their age. Uh, Anze Kopitar is the oldest forward. Uh, Jonathan Quick also is in the last year of his contract. So uh, interesting to see if the Kings can keep up the pace from a year ago. You know, John, they, they, the Kings were one of the biggest surprises in, in the league last year, and they took it all the way into the playoffs. I watched that team, and I'll tell you, for an older team, they play with tremendous pace. I mean, they, they, their foot speed up front was very impressive. 
Um, as you know, the great hold of Drew Doughty missed virtually the whole season last year with wrist surgery. So, it, it, you know, he's a staple for this team. They'll have him back. Enzi Kopada is still a tremendous player. And another huge re-sign was um, Adrian Kempe, who had 30-plus uh, goals last year for the Kings. So great to have him back in the fold. And I think Kevin Fiala is, gonna, is obviously going to supply instant offense to this team. And they, they defend well. Um, Jonathan Quick still getting it done between the pipes. I know he's getting up there, but... You know, he's still a heck of a goalie. And I, and I think the Kings, um, can they better what they did last year? That remains to be seen. But I think they're going to be a factor. I think they're a playoff team. Got a funny Jonathan Quick story for you. He was, uh, of course, he had the great career at UMass. He scored a goal against Merrimack one night into an empty net. Uh, it was a, delay, a delayed penalty, and uh, one of the Merrimack players uh, tried to backhand the puck back to the point and went between the two defenders all the way down into the goal. Quick was the last player to touch it for UMass, so he got the goal. But uh, what a what a wow! That's a, a great story. memory. It probably was a plus one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Pete and I talk about plus minus a lot, so we might have a little bit of that sprinkled in. Uh, the other team in California, Pete, are the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, this is a team that struggled, uh, 31, 37, and 14. Ryan Strom replaces uh, the great Ryan Getzlaff. What a, a great career he had. Uh, Frank Vetrano, you want to talk about UMass, a former Ranger. He, uh, he will wind up in Anaheim. Uh, uh, goaltending is a major question mark. The Ducks allowed uh, the 10th most goals in the National Hockey League uh, this season. So uh, Anaheim's got a, a way to go here to uh, to uh, turn this thing around. How do they do it, Pete? Well, I, I tell you again, John, the, the, the Ducks were a huge surprise. They came charging out of the gates right until the midseason, and the kind of they, they kind of the wind kind of came out of the sails. I think you know the combination of younger players and maybe not not defending great. Um, it kind of uh, tinged their tinted their great start. But you know Dallas Eakins. Uh, comes back as the head coach, and um, as you mentioned, the great Ryan Getzlaff. What a classy, what a classy captain. Tremendous player, watching him for years. And then there's kind of a change now in some great young up-and-coming players. Of course, the exciting uh, Trevor Zegras. Boy, is that kid a magician with a puck, and great things in, in, in Troy Terry. And as you mentioned, Frank Petrano, that was a great re-sign, uh, off-season signing, great top nine uh, forward that's going to give them some, some you know, great, great added scoring. John Klingberg coming over as a free agent from Dallas is going to really, I think, ignite that power play and make that more effective. I, I think Gibson is a tremendous goaltender. You know, uh, he's a Vesna uh, caliber type guy in net, but they just really, uh, you know, as a system, as a team, just have to defend, you know, better. You can't allow, you know, 30, 30, 35, 40 shots on net every night, but um, hopefully they, you know, they'll get off to a similar start and, and maintain it. But um, they're kind of a team in transition, but they have some great parts, and we'll just see what kind of unfolds for the Ducks this year. All right, let's go up to Vancouver. Uh, a, a difficult early schedule for the Canucks. Listen to this. First five games are on the road in three different time zones. 11 of the first 17 are on the road. Canucks had a pretty decent year last year. They won 40 games, 40, 30, and 12. Vancouver has to get off to a better start. They uh, started 8, 15, and 2 last year. They also need to manage Thatcher Demko's workload. Uh, we saw a lot of Demko uh, in his collegiate years at Boston College. He's the real deal. Vancouver must carry their defensive improvements into this season so pete getting off to a fast start will be challenging with all those road games right off the bat 
Sure, John. And, and a big um, change in Vancouver's fortunes last year when Travis Green was replaced by great veteran coach Bruce Boudreau, the, the Vancouver really seemed to take off. And some significant things happened in the offseason. As uh, last year, there was a question whether JT Miller was going to be traded. Would he resign? I think they did a great thing, giving him a, you know, a, a long-term extension. The guy's a tremendous player, um, a heart and soul player, um, great two-way player, great great veteran leader. So that, that, that was a great signing. And you have great holdovers in Captain Bo Hovart. Uh, Brock Besser and Elias Pettison really uh, got found his uh, game again last year. He's a tremendous young uh, young Swedish uh, forward, tremendously skilled. So that that kid still has a tremendous upside. Um, you mentioned Thatcher Demko, really budding uh, number one goalie, in, you know, in the Nets. But right, a systemic uh, defense has to be uh, you know addressed. Uh, Quinn Hughes is a dynamic puck mover. Um, offensive-oriented uh, uh, de- uh, defenseman back there. So I think uh, any team, you really have to, you know, d- defend better. But I think uh, the Canucks are going to have a, a much better season s- starting from the jump. All right, let's take a look at Edmonton now. The Oilers, 49-27 and 6 a year ago. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, uh, ob- obviously the best one-two punch in the National Hockey League. Uh, Patrick Kane re-signed. The team is top-heavy, uh, and uh, they could have some salary cap issues going forward. Uh, supplemental scoring behind the top two. Uh, where's it going to come from? Uh, and is Jack Campbell the answer in goal? Well, you reference a, a great signing in, a, in Evander Kane. He certainly proved his worth last year. He's, he's a kind of a consummate power forward. Uh, you know, a great skater, speed, still, you know, at, at what is about 30 years old, can put the puck in the net. So that definitely was a, was an important signing to give that important secondary scoring. I mean, we have two perennial superstars like, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle. I mean, those guys are perennial 100-point guys uh, every year. But, you know, hockey is you, you need depth, and that's important. I think Edmonton took great strides last year, that surprising upset of beating uh, – uh, the battle of Alberta knocking out uh, the Flames in the playoffs. I think they took a great step forward. Jay Woodcroft has been an excellent coach in you know, taking over the, the helm. And you mentioned is Jack Campbell uh, now has a chance to be a number one at Edmonton. Or will he be that guy? And I think there's a lot of optimist, uh, optimism in, in that, that he will you know, assume that mantle. But uh, I think Edmonton took really uh, some, some really positive steps forward last year. And we'll finish up with the Calgary Flames, a team that won 50 games last year, 50, 21, and 11, first in the Pacific Division. They lost to Edmonton in five games. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, uh, we talked about him earlier, uh, formerly of Florida. He's going to replace uh, Johnny Gaudreau, who was traded to Columbus. Matthew Kachuk will be replaced by Nazem Kadri. And uh, will chemistry be an issue early on? Uh, that That's really the only issue I see for the Calgary Flames, Pete, because I see them uh, going as deep as they did last year. Yeah, they, they, they really had a tremendous year last year, John. Um, they were up there in goals against, and, you know, solid offense. Obviously, you had you had uh, Johnny Gaudreau and Katrick both with over 100 points. And another player not to be forgotten is an, uh, Elias Lindholm. They, 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 were, they were the line, so he, he's a heck of a player. So um, we'll see how Nassim Kadre and Jonathan um, Hudo assimilate. But I, I think it's um, they, they're two excellent hockey players. Uh, you know, Kadri obviously is a, is a gritty player, and he's got uh, obviously uh, offensive skills, but he, he really plays hard. He's a, you know, de- definitely I think any team would uh, caveat a player like that. And Huberto is a, you know, a playmaking magician. Um, another thing that's really impressive, I, I really like Calgary's D, uh, really anchored by uh, Boston native Noah Hannafin, I think took great strides last year. The kid is a tremendous defenseman. 
uh, you know, the size, the skating ability. He took huge strides last year, and that's a great uh, core they have back there. And Jacob Mostrom's a tremendous, you know, Vesna caliber goalie and net for the Flames. So I, I think they're going to be very good again. Well, Pete, there we go. 32 teams. Uh, we managed to hit them all. So uh, your expert analysis was uh, was outstanding. And uh, I got to tell our audience also that we got started, I think it was back in 1972. You were the first color commentator I ever had. Actually, no, you did the play-by-play. We did a lot of Bruins Nordiques games. And we look up to Fred Cusick and Johnny Pearson. We talk about those guys all the time. Oh, they, they were immortals. I mean, and Fred Cusick, I mean, he's just a, he's a uh, – play-by-play god basically (laughs) all right well uh pete thanks so much for inviting me into your home the content was outstanding and uh, you're always welcome back here my friend uh the pleasure was all mine john i i I could talk hockey for another 68 hours (laughs) and you and you will believe me all right that's going to do it for this issue of the podcast hope you enjoyed it this was the 2022-23 national hockey league preview episode we will be with you next week with uh our next episode thanks so much for tuning in you've been listening to airing it out Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. So long, everybody. 